This is Money Mortgage Mindset, and I'm your host, Andrew Karam. And I'm your co-host, Kevin Booth. We are excited to bring to you a unique perspective to better guide you on your financial journey. We are going to utilize our decades of professional experience in banking, finance, insurance, and home ownership. We are going to break down the facts, the fiction, the myths, and the secrets that will help you maximize your money. Subscribe now through Apple and Spotify so we can help you navigate your way to financial success. All right, welcome back to Money Mortgage Mindset. We got a superstar guest, super excited, Mr. Adam Carlett with One-to-One Wealth Strategies. Today, we're going to talk about all things financial advisor, um, huge in our world. You know, it's, it's one of those things that, you know, we need to think about and take some time and pre-plan and just, we're gonna have a really good conversation today for you. And um, before we get started in the investment world, we have to do some housekeeping with a little disclosure for everybody before we can let Adam talk. So Kevin, go for it. Absolutely. Yeah. Representatives registered with and offer only securities and advisory services through Plan Member Securities Corporation, a registered broker, dealer, investment advisor, and member of FINRA slash SIPC, one-to-one wealth strategies, and Plan Member Securities Corporation are independently owned and operated. Plan member is not responsible or liable for ancillary products or services offered by this representative or by one-to-one wealth strategies. Oh, there we go, Adam. You can now speak. Yeah, you're legit now, Adam. You can talk. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you both. I appreciate it. My compliance department thanks you as well. Yes. Yes. <laughs> thanks for having me here today, guys. Fantastic. Well, thanks for being here. So, Adam, let's talk a little bit about you. We want to know about your company, what you do, how you do it, maybe some history, how you got into the game, and uh, go for it. Hey, well, I appreciate it, guys. First off, like I said, thanks for having me. It's it's an honor to be a part of a. Uh, your podcast. I've listened to them and they've been awesome. So they're definitely a great stuff. I've learned a lot. Uh, My fiance and I are actually working uh, on some of the things you guys actually told us on the budgeting one too. So I love that. So thank you. Well, you're engaged. So you're about to step into uh, wedding territory and you're going to be married. So, you know, definitely that budget episode, I think, you know, you might want to go back and listen to again. (laughs) <laughs> I, I love that kind of stuff. It's nerding me. I got a Microsoft Excel spreadsheets, everything. And she's like, uh, whoa, 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 hold on. <laughs> that's that's my wife and I too, Adam. Yeah. The, yeah. the Excel spreadsheet. And uh, I started it years ago and then she took it over and made it like 400,000 times better than mine was, you know, <laughs> that's with a like good team right there. formulas and calculations now to the point where she's like, Hey, we got to talk about the budget. And I, I just hang my head. I'm like, Oh, what did I, spend money on now that I wasn't supposed to spend money right. on. <laughs> more hours out there working, man. Yes, sir. So that's good. Well, congratulations, thank obviously, you, on, on that. And uh, October is the big day, October 22nd. So it's coming all up. Right. Yeah, you're you're closing in fast. We are. We are. No, I appreciate it again, guys. And like I said, uh, um, we've used some of that. So I highly, you know, I, I think you guys do a great job. And then uh, a little bit about me. So I've been uh, in the wealth management industry for a little over a decade now. Uh, Started uh, right out of college after I got my finance degree. I was kind of recruited into this uh, business. I always thought that I was either going to uh, be in the NFL or uh, an agent for uh, sports athletes. And then next thing I knew, I was uh, recruited into this. So okay. uh, I love sports and I'm very, very glad I fell in love with the business. It worked out extremely, extremely well. Well, we just got to get you some, uh, we got to get you some NFL clients. That's, that's the game. There you go. No big deal yeah, at all. Yeah. Manage the money. Lounge, right? 
You got to be like in ballers. Uh, right? <laughs> yeah, that's that guy's living a fun life too. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Couldn't be too bad. Well, that, okay. So, so you said right out of college, but that yes. wasn't 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 the plan necessarily. No, I always thought uh, the NFL obviously didn't work out quite quite well. <laughs> what I was alluding to actually is is a lot of people their plan right out of college changes. Oh, big time. Right. Like what you're planning on doing. And um, I think that that feeds directly into your your line of work, actually, Um, because everybody has a plan, but plans change as soon as life changes. Right. Right. Life is always changing nonstop. Right. Yeah. We don't we don't plan for a. You know, the roof messing up for my daughter needing braces recently. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't even get me started. <laughs> do you do yeah. 30 year mortgages on braces? Do, do you offer financing for braces? <laughs> I need to talk to my financial advisor, Adam, uh, before we get braces. Can you, can we do that? Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Like you were saying, Kevin, you don't, you don't know a lot of people, especially out of college. I'm blessed that it worked out that I got in a career that I love. Cause I still have some, you know, friends as well as older clients that are still trying to figure out to, um, you know, what they love and what they want to do because uh, they enjoy it every day. You know, you hear that right. old slogan. It's, you know, you don't work a day in your, your life if you love what you do. And I really right. actually do have that. It's worked out well. Yeah. Maybe Adam, start off with maybe what, what separates you from like, other wealth advisors in your company. <clears throat> All right. No, I appreciate it. So um, we're firm believers that anyone can buy a stock, a bond, a mutual fund, everyone can pick those if they really want, right? Our whole thing though is you have to have a plan in place, both for the short and the long-term. It's easy to, uh, like I said, you know, go out there and, hey, I want to buy Apple, okay? I want to buy Facebook. But, you know, what uh, what is your goal? You know, what do you want to do with this? What is this money supposed to do for you? Everybody obviously likes it to go up. Uh, no, no one, uh, you know, likes the down days, but, um, unless you're buying more, but, uh, right. um, we want to, you know, determine what are those goals for you and help you weather the storm. Cause there's going to be ups and downs, volatility along the way. And if you have a plan in place, both for the short and the long term, we think that really helps create peace of mind and, and get you, uh, to where you need to go. So whether it's, you want to buy a house, you want to save for a child's college, you want to save for a vacation home, you want to save for an RV, to go see the grandkids. Um, what, what, what do you want to do? That's what we really determine. And then that's how we decide how you'll be invested. And uh, don't get me wrong, I think our investments have done great and will continue to do so. I'm very, very happy and proud of those. But let's have a plan in place for what your actual needs are. I think that's where we really help separate ourselves from a lot of other advisors. Um, also, our customer service. I know I'm a firm, firm believer uh, that someone should get back to me right away when I want something or need something, especially when I am employing them or working with them. So uh, we try very, very hard to make sure someone is available at all times for you. So just like your NFL career, uh, plans <laughs> change, right? So yes. I think that's important, you know, to have the short-term and the long-term plan because you never know what's going to be right around the corner, right? You might have a career change. You might have a, a life event come up, right? You get married. That's a huge life event. Yeah. So, and I like the fact that you said that, you know, we got to plan for all these things, whether if it's, you know, a vacation or a house or a car or whatever it is, it's important to have that person that you can call and have conversations with. Maybe tell us some about some, some success stories you've had in that department. Well, yeah, I mean, you mentioned some some good ones, right? Planning for those uh, vacation, those homes, you know, a car. You know, uh, for example, my uh, fiance's car battery died 
today. No idea why, you know, you don't plan for that stuff, but you, you know, we're going to have to pay for that. So those are things that you can't always budget for. Right. So you have to have to, uh, you know, leave those miscellaneous things out there. You got to save for that. Right. You got to have the money available, but some good success stories I'd have to say is, um, you know, I had a client who just recently wanted to buy that retirement home. They, they, planned and planned and planned to buy that retirement home. And as you know, home prices aren't that easy right now, but uh, you know, there's some great value still hopefully out there for them. And you know, they were able to do that. They saved for over a decade to, to make that happen, to be able to put the money down that they wanted and to have that mortgage payment be to where they wanted to be. And, and that's something we, we've talked about every meeting we get together. We've talked about, you know, how are they going to get there? What is it going to take? You know, are they on the right track? Hey, this month, you weren't quite able to save what you wanted to. How do we make sure we can do that in the next month? Um, and then also, you know, they've had expenses come up. You know, the yard costs more than they planned, yeah. um, both for the front and the backyard. So those are all things that we tried to account for and budgeting and saving to do that. I also had another one recently, two teachers. You know, people sometimes uh, will say, maybe they're underpaid. And, uh, you know, I think they're definitely uh, a lot of more power to them, right? I know there's no way I could have uh, 25 kids in one room and keep my sanity. I love kids. I love <laughs> yeah. my daughter, but 25 of them at once, I, I have so much respect for the teachers. Well, and you can't talk to all those other kids the way you can talk to your own kids, right? Exactly. You can pull right. them aside and, and talk to them. But it sounds to me like you're saying a lot of this is um, contingencies and, and being adaptable. Oh, yeah. Right. You have to be, you have to be, you have to be able to make changes on the fly, you know, because those expenses come up and you know, life, life's not cheap. <laughs> if yeah. it was, it only uh, gets more expensive. Nice. Yeah. If, you, if you've been to the grocery cheap. store recently, oh my gosh, I was at the right? grocery store. I'm looking at, I'm looking at somebody saying like bag of chips for five bucks. I'm like, oh my gosh, man, you should get a bag yeah. of chips for like two bucks, you know? <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Inflation is very real. The, the yeah. It's very real. So much more. Right. And, and you got to be able to account for that. And that's something. That How do you account about. for the inflation? Let's talk about that. Uh, definitely a good segue right there. So inflation, I mean, when you're planning, we, we do that in our plan. We count for a cost of living adjustment on everything. So let's say you need just for round numbers, you need $5,000 a month to live. Well, 10 years from now, you're going to need a lot more. 20 years from now, you're going to need a lot more than that. You know, inflation is averaging over three and a half percent per year over the last 30 years. So, um, you know, if we're trying to say when you're retired in 2040 that you're going to need that still that five grand, well, we're going to be in a lot of trouble. Right. That's just not going to work. I mean, for example, my grandmother sold her home recently uh, about a year ago that she bought about 45 years ago for $17,000. Wow. <laughs> you know? wow. I'll take, yeah. I'll take a dozen. Yeah. Right. And that was right near PV area. So, you know, oh, wow. Valley, not, not like a rough area, you know, <laughs> you know, so uh, I, I wish uh, I always tell my dad, I'm like, why weren't you those people that bought, you know, tons and tons of acres of land, out where no one was living, you know, so oh. I could benefit from that now. Yes. <laughs> More importantly, me, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's all about me right now. So no, that's, uh, but, uh, you know, inflation real, right. Cost of, uh, cars. Look at what, look how much of those have gone up right now, especially oh. a used cars market. Insane. Right now. Well, that's, I mean, you think about it, you just said that your grandmother bought her house for $17,000. You can't get a car for $17,000 now. So true, right? I mean, not not one that's that's going to be reliable, at least. You have a lot of miles on it, probably. Do we see the craziest car payments, Adam. I mean, you see, oh. you should see some of these car payments we see, like a thousand dollars, eight hundred dollars. I'm like, it's a car payment, 
You know, it's oh, like yeah. it feels like a mortgage payment they're paying for these cars. Yeah. You know, when I do the budget budgets for all these people, it's it's significant portion of uh you know of their income. income a lot of times. And you know, I, I for example, I didn't have a car payment for like seven years. You know how nice that was? Amazing. <laughs> oh my gosh. I just recently had to get one because the car uh, was about time, but uh, it, it's nice. You know, a lot of people think, hey, as soon as I paid off, or I'm about to pay off the car, I'm getting close, or they did pay it off, time for a new one. No, not necessarily, you know, yeah. make yeah. sure that's uh, in your budget. You can, you cannot have one for a year or two if you really want, you know, <laughs> or more, right? How's that car running for you? Right. So that's, yeah. again, another part of planning. Yeah. If, it's, if it ain't broke, don't fix it sometimes. Exactly. Adam, what would you, uh, what would you say is, uh, some of the pitfalls you see out there, people making mistakes, maybe getting too expensive cars or houses or things they're not doing with the retirement that they should be doing. What are the, some of the mistakes or things that our listeners could be like, Ooh, that I could see that coming up. Like, I got to think about that right now. Well, that's a good question. You guys have actually kind of touched on this again in that budgeting one, right? People don't have a line item in their budget for saving for themselves, investments, 401k, um, you know, all that is kind of put on the back burner, right? It's, it's kind of considered one of the last, hey, if I have a little extra, then I'll put it in a, in a retirement account, or then I'll put it in my savings account. Instead of that being a must, you know, you always have money for your cell phone or the internet or whatever, whatever your main thing is, you have that, right? You come up with that APS, your electric bill. You're going to try to make sure you have that money, right? We all want the electricity on. But we need to do the same thing with our retirement if or, or whatever the short-term or long-term goal is. Because if you don't, you're not going to save for it. You're not going get to get to that goal. It has to be, I'm a firm believer of writing things down. Not everyone does, but I like to see it visually. See, hey, here's what I told myself I was going to do. And it helps me be accountable and do it. Wow. Wow. That's so Andrew. Uh, Adam really did listen to our podcast, man. He wants to pay himself first. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, right? He's he's a smart guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Highly recommend it to everyone. Oh, thank well, you. And I, you know, you know, going back to something you said, you know, about the inflation and everything too, you know, you, you know, my, my son is 11 years old, right? So what it costs for college right now is not going to be the same in another seven years, six, seven years, right? And, you know, and I have a, a younger sister and I remember my, my, my dad feeling me in on, on how much it costs to send her to college. Right. Well, now she's, you know, she's almost 30 years old and, you know, has been out of college for some time. So it's like, you just think about what they paid versus what people are paying now versus, you know, what's coming and you, you can predict it in a sense. It sounds like, you know, you know what the inflation rate is and all the, and, and, and all those uh, ins and outs, but to get your, your mind wrapped around planning for it is a, it to, to me is a ball game of its own. You know what I mean? I, I have stuff set up for my son, you know, we have five twenty nines and all that kind of fun stuff, but it's still, you, I look at it on a regular basis and still go, man, I don't think it's going to be enough. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know what you mean, but at least, at least you're thinking about it and planning for it because if, if people do want to help their kids pay for college, now, I mean, first off, that's amazing. Uh, it's a, such a privilege that your, your kids can have that, right? And I'm a firm believer mm -hmm. of that. I do a 529 for my daughter, the college savings plan. And it's um, it's something that's amazing to do. But the way I look at it is, even if you had, let's say you had, you could only pay for one semester with what you have saved. That's right. a lot better than having to come up with that one semester all at once, right? Yeah. You're able to save it throughout you know, years. And then also, let's say they do have a little bit of debt when they graduate college. Um, yeah. Well, at least they have, you know, tons and tons of decades, multiple decades, excuse me, of hopefully 
paying that off while you were still able to focus on your retirement because retirement is quicker for you than it will be oh, yeah. off their college. Right. So that's a whole plan in itself too. But looking at those numbers, I mean, when we talked about inflation, college inflation and health insurance inflation has been way higher than three, three and a half percent. Right. Sure. So that's another thing that you have to consider. Right. So do we want to fund all of college or maybe we only try for one year, whatever it may be, but that's a nice plan to have. And, Definitely scary to talk about some of these things. It's like, oh, it like, you know, these things are coming down the pike. You know, it's going to happen. Yeah. You're going to need money for retirement. You're going to need money for hopefully your kids' education or cars and things like that. You know, if you're not putting together a plan, man, I mean, what do they say? You uh, plan to fail or fail to plan? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I may have said that wrong, but something along that line. <laughs> we knew what you meant. We knew. <laughs> but but it's it's one of those things that a lot of times too, because it can be scary. You mentioned that word scary, right? It's so true. You know, think about the chores around the house you really don't want to do. So you keep putting it off, right? Yeah. Sometimes you don't want the answer to that budget, or you don't want the answer that might so be true. Ahead. So you're e- it's easy to want to put it off. You know, I, we try to make things as fun as possible. Um, when we when we meet with clients, we like to talk about you know what what they actually enjoy, learn about their hobbies. A lot of my meetings are just catching up on life with them. Um, a, a lot of that, but you know, it's easy to want to delay that stuff to learn about. Hey, well, I got to save five hundred bucks a month for for such and such goal that I might not think I have that five hundred bucks. So why do I even want to deal with it? Um, right. So it's definitely one of those things that you know you kind of have to. Just put on the big boy pants and we got yeah. to have some real conversations, right? Because I yeah. have a client recently. But you got to know where to... you're going, you know? Exactly. I, so many times I talk to clients, you know, obviously we do mortgages, so it's a lot about home buying. But, you know, I say, I just had, a, I actually just had this conversation last week with a client. They're like, man, we're going to start, we're going to start saving. I'm like, okay, well, like how much are you going to start saving? I'm like, oh, well, we're going to save $250 a month. I'm like, okay, so we're going to buy a house in like 10 years from now because you're not on the right path, right? Like you come to me to put together the plan to be able to go, okay, we want to buy a house for X price. And then we work backwards from there. I imagine you do something similar with your clients. Like, hey, you want to retire at this age, right? And then you had that goal in mind. I want to retire at, you know, whatever it is, 60, 50, whatever, right? And then you work backwards and create that plan for them to go forward, right? Yes, yes. And and we have to be honest with these people, right? And that's, you just mentioned it, right? If they're only putting away 250 bucks a month, it's going to take a while to buy a home. I had a client recently, they make, they make combined income, uh, this couple of close to half a million a year. And they haven't been able to save five grand a year once. Wow. Um, and they're new clients and they more than make the income where they can save it, right? Uh, I have some clients that make not even close to that, that are maxing out their 401ks, et cetera, right? right? But, you know, I had to have a real conversation with them. Uh, The wife wanted to retire this year, the husband next year. And I had to sadly tell them, if you want to be able to maintain your lifestyle at all, that's just not possible. Yeah, and, and you hate to have those conversations, but you have to do that. It's it would be, I wouldn't be a good advisor if I just went and said everything they wanted to hear. So uh, you have to tell them the truth. But then I have the scenarios of what I was kind of starting to earlier alluding with uh, the two teachers. They have over a million dollars saved between the two of them. Fantastic. Not to mention they have a pension, but they they had a plan in place and they started at a young age thinking about that and saying, hey, we want to be done at fifty five years old, and here's what we need to do, and they did it. You know, they had a written out plan and it, it, those, are, those are the cool ones. That's always fun. It's amazing. It's so nice. To, rewarding. Uh, to be able to see that super rewarding to see that they achieve their goals. They're going to go do what they want. You know, they want to, they love traveling to, to beaches. 
So they're talking about all the different places they want to go. And that was part of our meeting. A majority of our meeting was the different vacations spots are going to go. So those are fun ones, but you have to have the good and the bad with that. Yeah. Let's talk about 401k a little bit, you know, pros, cons. What are your thoughts on the 401k with the employer versus doing something outside like privately? So what's, what's nice about the 401k is, especially if, if you are getting a company match, um, you know, let's say your company is matching 3%, you definitely want to make sure you're doing that. At least that's free money. Uh, I okay. see clients all the time that come in and you know, first time we met with them and they ha- they're not putting anything away in there, even though their employer's giving them that, you know, if, if I promise to give you free money and you, would you just say no, if I walked up to you in the street and tried to give you money, you can give not. me money anytime you want. No, yeah, yeah. Say, Andrew's, like, Andrew's like, yeah, anytime you want, Kevin. Yeah. You need, you need my address. <laughs> yeah, right? I have a lot, a lot of extra friends all of a sudden. <laughs> what about like when you leave a job, you go from one job to the next. Like, I, I know that just happened with me not too long ago. Like, should I leave it with my current, my past employer? Should I roll it forward? You know, what should I do with that money? Cause I'm sure that happens a lot. Like, you know, people switch jobs, change careers, whatever the case may be, especially, you know, with COVID there's so much things changing, you know, people out of jobs, uh, switching jobs. What are some, what are some things our listeners could be doing or thinking of with that? But before I answer that, I want to kind of finish on the 401k real quick on the contributions that, so, I mean, we definitely want people to do a lease to the match. Then after that, that goes back to, you know, looking at, okay, how much do you make an income? Cause you can only put so much in an IRA, um, depending on how much you make an income or a Roth IRA. Um, so every person's different and that's where we look at it in more of a one-on-one standpoint. Okay. Do they need to be doing more of the 401k max that out doing as much as they can an IRA, a Roth IRA, or as an after-tax account, um, which legal terminology is non-qualified for that. Is that something that they need to look into? Cause they need the money before age 59 and a half mm-hmm. because the IRS rules with the 401k. So that's where now I won't dig into the weeds right now on all that, but some, definitely something that we, we plan for and which type of, which type of accounts best for them. Um, and then to answer your question on, if you leave an employer, I'm a firm believer. If you leave an employer with your 401k, whether you work with me, you work with someone else, you do it yourself, you move the funds to an IRA, just being, uh, because we can invest, for example, in thousands of different investments all across the world. Um, well, on a 401k, you're typically going to see 20, 25 mutual fund options. Now, you know, very few, but you know, 401k has some benefits like you can do um, while you're employed, you may be able to do loans. Um, you know, there have some different options depending on your age for withdrawal options that an IRA doesn't have. So again, that's where it comes back down to what is um, best for you as an individual will depend on your scenario. But uh, it's nice with that IRA to be able to invest in, you know, pretty much anything we want and having managed accounts and looking and see, okay, we can say, we like, you know, we like this certain investment, we can actually do that compared to the 401k having those limited investment options. When it sounds like that, um, that plays into the short term, long term game too, right? I mean, how you're how you're going to use that and and what type of IRA the the what you said the Roth or the the standard is going to depend on when you think you're going to need access to that money. Very true. Exactly right. With the Roth being uh, you know after tax money, you can touch your principal without penalty. But the pre tax IRA, you know the one you called standard, right? Um, you know you can't touch that till fifty nine and a half without penalty on all of it. Right. So definitely will will affect uh, you know depending on when you need the money. Yeah. So you can't do a loan on money with an old employer if if it's with a four hundred one k with an old employer. Can you roll it over 
I mean, not roll it over. Can you take a loan on it? So you won't, you most likely 99.9% won't allow for a loan when you're not employed there anymore. Because okay. the loan mm. comes out of your paycheck. Got it. But I'm Got saying it. if you're still employed there, now those are options. But once you leave, you know, you have some withdrawal options, you know, at age 55, you could actually take from the 401k and there's some ways to alleviate the penalty compared to an IRA, you need to be 59 and a half, but there's a lot of different rules that go into that. So that's what if I roll that money to my new employer, then you could, uh, you know, your, your new 401k rules would apply, right? If they, if they offer loans, you'd be able to do that Got because you're being paid there. But I'm just so limited in the options that I have. Definitely limited in the investment options. So really it comes down to kind of what are your needs? Is this money really long-term for you for retirement? Like yeah. it should be hopefully, um, right. or is it something that you're going to need to access? That's yeah. a great, great point. I'm sorry to interrupt, Kevin. Oh, this fine. comes up a lot and I'm only tying it back to mortgage because that's what we do full in our full-time gig. Is mortgage. I was going the same place you were. Uh, you got to run the same thing. Because this comes up a lot. People, you know, because we're looking at their money and they're like, hey, sh- you're short. Like we don't have enough money to buy this house. And then, you know, sometimes I, it's, it's one of those like bittersweet. I'm like, uh, do I say it? Like, I don't want you to take from your 401k, but I know you want that that house, you know, what are some of like the pros and cons to like, to doing a 401k loan? Like, cause, cause people always say, well, I'm paying myself back with interest, but I know it's so bad to do. Well, at least I feel like it is. Maybe you can put some, you know, focus on that for us. Well, I mean, we always try to, I mean, if you could pay for the house without that, it's definitely I think we can all be on the same page. We recommend that, right? For sure. Um, for example, yeah, maybe you're paying yourself back in interest, uh, but there are fees that apply to that 401k loan. You know, every company makes money, right? Um, but uh, let's say, you know, you're paying yourself 5% interest, you know, whatever the number may be. And if the stock market's going up 30, went up 30 that time, you know, throughout that period, well, you only made five. So you just right. miss this oh. drastic amount of compounding interest, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that could be, you know, when the market's up, you know, 74% of the time, uh, you're, you're since 1929, you're, you're, you have a good chance that you might not, uh, you know, might not be making the right, the same amount of interest you could have been making. Also, again, if you need a loan at a later time, you usually can't take out more than one loan in your 401k. So if you haven't paid yourself fully back and you're in a bind and need money, you can't take out of that 401k again right. until you've paid it back. Um, so, I mean, pros and cons, right? But then there's also rules where you can take out $10,000 for your primary residence from your 401k. If you don't have a primary residence in the last two years, um, oh, that's you can good. take out of that. So there's different, that. different loopholes and different things you can do and that there's no penalty on that 10K. Um, but is that for every 401k or you have to talk to your plan administrator? That's an IRS rule. That's an so IRS rule. It okay. should be for uh, you know most plants, but uh Again, that's if you don't, you haven't owned a primary residence in the last two years. That's a big um, one for us. That's a, that's a big one because I was going to ask you, well, one, I was going to ask you, do you have uh, you know, like a product you recommend that people say they're specifically saving to buy for a house without going into too much detail that has something similar? Because I know that the 401k offers things like that, but my, <laughs> just a funny little quip. My, my dad used to call that the American dream rule. <laughs> because you know if you like think that. back to way back when right the american dream was that everybody in america is supposed to be able to own a home right yeah. and of course they could when they were seventeen thousand dollars but uh yeah. now now you get a refrigerator box for seventeen thousand right. um, dollars but so yeah i guess you know do you is there a product like that that has you know a decent savings plan and a decent you know uh return on investment but allows you to pull your money out so that if if the short term plan for for someone of uh, that's come to you is to buy a home, 
So, so I love that question. And uh, I'm a firm believer in having what we, I like to call an after-tax account. Some call it a brokerage account. The legal terminology, as I mentioned earlier, is non-qualified account. Mm-hmm. This is an account we can invest in. We can invest it just like your retirement account. We can invest it, or we can be conservative. We can be aggressive. We can do whatever we want with it. And you can touch it anytime you want. I see. There's no penalties to take it out. We do what are called fee-based accounts. So mm-hmm. um, you're paying based on the value of the assets. Um, and, but you can touch it. And so this money, you just have taxes on the gains as, as you needed it or as things are sold. But, uh, you know, if someone wants a home in the next five years and they don't want to leave it in a savings account, making them 0.001%, you know, this is definitely uh, an option that we look at. And you I, might as well call it zero. Yeah, yeah. right. Exactly. I, I, yeah. Know I have an account for myself like that. I only like to keep a little bit of money actually in savings. And then I yeah. put the rest in what I call this after-tax account because I know, hey, I am far outpacing those uh, those savings accounts. Let's make some money on my own money. Even if I did a conservative account, let's say I had a really bad year. We made two or three percent, which would be super bad, right? Still um, better than point zero 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 one. Yeah, killing that savings account still. <laughs> and I know I can touch the, touch it. I always tell people five to seven business days is back in your bank account, and boom, you're ready. So it also makes you think a little bit more before you spend it. Because if I have it going in automatically into that account where I'm investing. It's not like I can just go to the ATM and pull that money out. Sure. I have to actually think about it and, or they have to make a call and say, Hey, Adam, can you, uh, can you send me that 10 grand? Uh, I want to <laughs> buy this. And sometimes it makes you think a little bit more when you have to ask or talk to someone else about it compared to making that impulse purchase. Right. What's, what's the silliest impulse purchase you've seen? <laughs> Ooh, oh, oh man. There's, there's gotta be like a boat. Somebody yeah, wanted to buy a boat. <laughs> there's definitely been some, uh, I would say a boat's up there. A boat's definitely up there. And then, I've seen, uh, I'm trying to think. So I'm just out. I got a good one for you. I'll share, I'll share while you think. How about that? Yeah. I did a loan for a client. He goes, he goes, I want to own a Dodge Viper. I'm like, okay. That's that's the dream. Let's go for it. So we do cash out refinance. He buys the Dodge Viper. Okay. If you've ever been in a Dodge Viper, which I have, they are crazy amount of power and they weigh like next to nothing. Anyways, we get the Dodge Viper. He's so excited. He brings by the office, shows it off. I'm like, wow, that's super cool. A week later, he's getting on the freeway and he, 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 he like guns it, like get on the freeway and the rear end comes out from underneath him and he smashes it up against the, the wall. Oh, like oh, no. Less than a month, he owned this Dodge Viper. Oh, that's horrible. Oh, man. Wrecks it. Wrecks the Dodge Viper, totals it out. Insurance pays him back the money. And I'm like, so we getting another Dodge Viper? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, understandable. Hopefully a good gap insurance. Oh, that's horrible. Oh, that's rough. <laughs> oh, that would not be a fun one at all. Uh, I would say some minor more just the, I've had clients, they'll have a really nice RV and they'll go on a trip. Um, and this specific example, they go on a trip and they, the guy next to them had a, an even nicer RV and they decided on the way home, they needed to get that one or a nicer one. I don't remember the exact model they got, but the something. Thing I know they had an extra hundred grand in debt from what they already had. Um, Oops. and this, the one they had, was not old. They'd lost a lot of money on that one. And then, you know, RVs have gone up a lot since sure. COVID, but this was before COVID <laughs> and, uh, they, they all of a sudden, uh, you know, that whole plan, that budget we put in place, yeah, was completely off. I, was, I mean, I mean, <laughs> can't blame me. Like, you did it. <laughs> I know, right? Another one I had. We went through about a two-hour meeting on. You know, they were they came to me. And they go, look, Adam, we can't we can't get our budget in order. I laid out all this stuff, 
and they were they left so happy no joke not even 24 hours later they bought a car <laughs> i'm like wait, wait it hasn't even been i mean we had this meeting at like two yesterday you you bought a car at noon the following day <laughs> did i miss something <laughs> they left your office went right to the dealership yeah, yeah much, exactly right? yeah and then they were just it was all about you know how they want to get done with the debt and i was just like oh, oh. And that's that, crazy. Uh, that relationship didn't end up we didn't we didn't work together that long uh, <laughs> so adam t- maybe tell us like uh who's the right person like that should be calling you for help. Oh, you know what I love about one of the things I worked for one of the largest firms in, in the U.S. prior to becoming an owner and partner at One to One, and um, you know we we were limited kind of on who we could work with just because um, they charged people uh, that had less than two hundred fifty thousand a higher fee. It just really wasn't yeah. fair, in, in my opinion. So it was hard to be able to work with some of them. You know, we didn't. First off, as advisor, we didn't get paid on those, um, but they charged <laughs> they, they charged the client more. It's like um, asset discrimination. Is that what yeah, that is? Yeah, I guess so, right? <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, if so you I, don't have 250000 we can't talk to you. Right? It just well, it didn't seem fair. And, I, and I'd have to have a larger fee for them that um, for them to get on certain platforms. And everyone has their type of client they want to work with. But over here, what I like is, do we love working with everyone, millionaires, the, you know, the whales, the world, some people call them? Of course. We would, but we can work with anyone from dollar one because some wow. of those are the people that need the most help, right? And especially if you come to me and say, Hey, I really want to save, I want to be able to get that goal uh, and achieve my goals. You know, if you're 30 years old, you might not have 250 grand right away, right? But you you will probably later on and probably a lot more if we start doing it from day one. Yeah. So we can work with anyone from the start, all the way to start to multi multimillionaires, right? And it's great that you say that because, and, and I, this is my favorite statistic to quote. I've probably quoted it to Andrew, I don't know, 50 times in the last year. And it, it, the statistic's a little bit old, but it was from a, from a past career. But we, we learned that 73% of Americans live paycheck to paycheck. Oh, wow. And it's probably worse now. Right. Because after after pandemic and all that kind of stuff and people trying to change. And so the fact that you're telling you're you're happy to help the, you know, the guy that's got one dollar in his pocket, basically, that that's looking to save. I, I think that should be a big eye opener, ear opener, whatever you want to call it for, for some of our, our listeners. Right. Like you can get help. You don't have to have millionaire money to want to be using a, a, a wealth advisor or financial planner, whatever you want to call it. Because I think stereotypically, that's what people think, right? If you have a financial advisor, it's because you have lots of money. Yeah. But Great. maybe you should have a financial advisor because you want to have lots of money. Great point. Love sure, it. That's an amazing point. And a lot of people I've heard of, you know, not wanting to talk to advisors because they're intimidated or scared to go speak with them. Uh, first off, your advisor should, you know, welcome you with open arms. And the last thing they need to do is, you know, scare you into thinking you're doing something wrong or, or incorrect. They need to talk to you about how you can make things work and what your goals are. So such good points. Cause yeah, a lot of people, especially the people that need it most are sometimes scared to talk to you. I mean, that guy with 20 million, does he need help with his money? Of course. Right. But maybe the guy starting off actually probably needs a little bit more help if anything. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's like you, it's like you, I feel like you, when you're younger, like you get on this train track, right. And then you, if you don't know where that train's going, you can get derailed real easy. But I feel like, especially in, you know, I work with Adam exclusively and, and he's helped me tremendously over the years. And I, I can tell you, like, we've got a plan and we stick to the plan and we, you know, we're very strategic about, you know, our kids' education, our retirement, our goals and things like that. And, you know, it gives me reassurance. It's like one of those things, like 
you may not, you know, feel that you may feel intimidated about working with a financial advisor, but I guarantee you once you do it, you're gonna be like, wow, I should have done that years ago, or I should have had this relationship years ago. You know, it's it's almost like going to the doctor. You're like, nobody wants to go to the doctor and hear that, you know, you're overweight or you know, you or take your old. blood test and then you're on the chopping <laughs> block. You're, you know, but but I think that's so important, especially for our listeners, is like whether you have one dollar, a million dollars, whatever the case may be, we gotta put you on that train track to be able to move you in that right direction. So you have a plan. Right. I think it all comes back to a plan, whatever that plan is, whether it's A, B, A through Z, like you got to have a plan and And the plan can change. Yeah. The plan's going to change. That guarantee is going to get screwed up. Something will happen. Something will change. And then, but at least you've got an advisor to go back to and go, Hey, you know, we've took a sharp left here. Now, where do we go? Right. Exactly. Take that. You, you took you took the wrong turn. Wrong turn at Albuquerque, as Bugs Bunny used to say. <laughs> Ask for help. Right. We told this Pete in the same yeah. thing in the, in the mortgage world. <laughs> yeah. Ask for help. If you don't yeah. know how what you you know what to do to buy a house, you ask for help. If you don't know what to do with your your money, ask for help. So I think that's a great point. So anything else you want to add, Adam? I think those are very, very solid points. You know, don't be scared to ask. Don't be afraid to talk to someone again, whether it's me, someone else, or someone you already work with, uh, someone that is in the finance world. Uh, don't be scared. It's something that uh, people don't talk enough about. You know, I know Andrew, Kevin, we talked about how people don't talk to their kids about it. People don't want to talk to uh, other adults about it, but it's right. something you have to you have to be able to discuss. It's a huge yeah. part of life, and we want to make sure you're on there and hopefully create some peace of mind. Yeah. I mean, people are scared to talk about money and I know it's a major point of contention in relationships and things like that, but I think you put everything out there on a level, you make yourself approachable, right? And you want to, and you want to be approachable as opposed to scare people away. Andrew, what else do you have? No, I think it's a great point. Um, I'm, I'm super thankful, Adam, to have you on the show. And if, you know, if people need to reach out to you or have questions, uh, we'll have all your information in the show notes. Um, so please, if, if you've got $1, if you've got 20 million, Adam's your guy, you know, reach out, ask questions. He will make the time for you. I promise you won't be disappointed. Well, I'm going to call him. Well, I appreciate it both. You guys have both been amazing. And I appreciate the opportunity to speak with you and your, your listeners. Uh, you have a great podcast. You do an awesome job and you've taught some Thank people you. some amazing stuff. So I hope everyone definitely listens and uh, is taking notes. Absolutely. And if you want to reach out to Adam, uh, all of his contact information will be in our show notes, along with that uh, lovely disclosure we had to read to you. So you can read it again in your own uh, your own time. But please be be sure to, to share and like the episode if you continue listening to Money Mortgage Mindset. I know Adam's going to go out there and, and share that he was on the episode and try to get people out there to, to listen to, to what he has to say and what we have to say. But we want to thank you guys again, as always. Uh, we want to help you continue down uh, your, your journey of financial uh, independence. And uh, we want to thank Adam for being here to help with that journey. Thank you all. I appreciate it again. Thank you.